1: Homo sapiens. I was about to start recording this indoors, and then I thought, what am I doing? I need to be outdoors. Hello, how are you all? Welcome to... Oh my god, my sunflowers have fallen over. I've been growing sunflowers, which I need to send you a picture of, and something has attacked. Beautiful sunflower, and something's bloody attacked it. They're not orange. I got these ones that are like a deep red, and I love them. And I'm going to show you all a picture of them. They've got big heads like saucepans. Is that what you say? Dinner plates. That's what you call it. They've got like dinner plates. And there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 of them. And did you know once you've grown, another one's broken here. Oh my God. There's three have been chopped. This is sabotage. There's been a crime in the village. Somebody has come and chopped that. Maybe it's a jealous crow. Anyway, they've been growing. And they're so pretty, I'm going to cut them. But when you have finished with the sunflower, for any, anyone out there who grows sunflowers, what you can do is you can hang it upside down in a tree, and then birds come and eat the seeds. So it's a really lovely thing to do to sort of continue uh, the cycle. The circle of life. Uh, yeah, I put my phone down when I was rescuing the sunflower. Now I don't know where it is because that's got the running order for the show. So. Here we go. Next to my lettuce, which I've been growing, everybody. Mainly the people who are eating it appears to be the pigeons. Did you know pigeons ate lettuce? I didn't. So I've got my leaves. Listen. Salad leaves. Salad leaves for anyone who wants to grow stuff. Very easy. Very rewarding. And then I've got another thing of mixed leaves. Each leaf has got like 4,000 holes in it. If only Arthur Parkinson was here to advise, I could give a bit more information on this. It's funny I'm saying all this to you because on Monday, it was our five-year anniversary of Homo sapiens. We have been on air five years. And who would have thought five years ago that essentially this would have turned into a gardening program, which none of you asked for. But hey, there you go. That's why I'm so good to you all. I'll shut up about plants. Um, It's been five years. If you've been a listener from the beginning, I cannot thank you enough for sticking with us through (laughs) thick and thin... um, and that's just me. And if you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Have you listened back to the feed? A whole cornucopia of delights is there. But it is a beautiful thing to have done this for five years. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me that oh, apples growing. Okay. It's new. Um got an apple tree, you see. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me to do this podcast. It is a sort of become this like little social common room for us all to hang out in and talk about things that matter to us and seeing the way that it has been a resource for many of you to not feel alone is a beautiful thing because even I mean when we started five years ago things were so different I remember like we used to look for sort of LGBT news to try and talk about and there wasn't really much around and now there's loads it doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination things are better In many ways, things are a lot trickier for lots of people, but it does feel a little more mainstream. Make of that what you will. What I'd love to do is for you to send me your favourite episodes. Write an email and uh, send us what your favourite episode was. Do you know one of my favourite episodes was Tan France? Chatting to Tan, it was like, he's so lovely, and we just hit it off immediately. And then one of my other favourites is Sean Fay. Sean is so is able to sort of explain really complex, detailed arguments in this lovely, chatty way. When I say arguments, I don't mean arguments in that sense. I mean, I don't know, just very detailed, ab- abstract concepts, things that I really struggle with feel very academic, and Sean's hands seem to... I don't know, she just makes it all simple. Um, those two spring spring to mind. Then, <laughs> enter stage left today's episode, which literally was one of my favourites to record, because it is with Jesse Ware. Now, me and Jesse Ware have been friends since we were tiny little kids. We always go on holiday to this island called Skopolos in Greece, famously where they filmed Mamma Mia, nothing to do with either of us. Jessie is one of the funniest, kindest, most lovely people in the world. I adore her. And my mum and dad and her mum became really close friends. So we basically grew up together. And we have been through you know, through thick and thin. And we, they're family. They are essentially family. And I remember all those years ago when Jessie said she wanted, she always had an amazing voice and she was like, I'm going to do a song. And she did this song called Nervous. I remember it. And I remember her playing it to my mom and dad at dinner. And it was so brilliant to see her do something... That she was so good at because she's so talented for a start like she makes music like she's accessed the inside of my brain and made exactly what i would want it to be like i just adore her music which is so brilliant considering we're friends thank god you know what if i didn't like it and has gone from strength to strength is now like supporting harry styles on tour doing songs with kylie like it's incredible anyway she's got a new album and she's got a new song which is so good we'll play a bit of it now So we had a catch-up. I went over to our house and we hung out. We talked about life. And it was just as wonderful as I hoped it would be because it hasn't always been that easy for Jessie. You know, there was a period where it didn't feel like music was actually working for her. And she's so honest about all that stuff and really honest about everything. She's a deeply uncomplicated, wonderful person. Someone said about her, I love it when good things happen to nice people. And I couldn't agree more. She's a really, really nice person. And anyway, she's ended up having a really big queer fan base. I mean, it's not a surprise, but it's just... I think it's interesting because we talk about this in the interview. It's not like it sort of started there. But there's something about her music that speaks to queer people, including myself. Is it because she's a disco diva? Don't know. We go into it. We have the whole chat. We also have a good old chat about her mum, Lenny, who she hosts her podcast Table Manners with. You know, Lenny has become a podcasting sensation. She's got a bigger fan base than Kylie Minogue, probably. And yeah, it's hilarious because we both just know Lenny is like mum. And yet there are people who chant her name whenever she does a live show. It cracks us both up because we all knew Lenny was a star. But to see that come to life is the most wonderful thing. And Lenny has been so cool to me. And I always remember when I came out, I didn't say this to Jesse on the podcast. When I came out, I remember I told my mum and she said oh, well, you know, the thing is, darling, you could always stay with Lenny if you needed to. As in, because she always knew that Lenny would be totally cool with me being gay and would look after me. And this was a long time ago, remember? You know, back then, maybe we weren't sure what other people's reactions would be, but we always knew that Lenny and Lenny's home would be a safe place for me. And it proved to be that. And I've often stayed with her. I mean, without cooking, who wouldn't? So that's all coming up. Lovely chat with Jessie. Now, Hercules and love of Did you listen to last week's episode? I feel like I'm still in... You know, a lovely state of post-massage after talking to Andy Butler. He is amazing. So if you haven't heard it, go and have a listen. Please get in touch with us. Hello at sapienspodcast.com. I like to hear from you. Send me anything. Tell me where you listen to the podcast. That's what I'd like to know. Where do you and when and where do you listen to the podcast? At Homo sapiens on Instagram. Follow us if you don't. There's lots of stuff on there. So much happens on that Instagram. Loads of questions, loads of news, loads of fun things. Culture Club, we share every week, all the things you're listening to, all the things you're reading. So if you don't follow us, please do and send us things on there at homo sapiens and at homo sapiens podcast on facebook now uh you've got to leave your reviews if you want to win a homo sapiens t-shirt that's via apple podcast head to apple Podcasts, write a review however many stars you want to give us i would highly recommend five but i'm biased aren't i should we have a look at an email hi chris i'm a bit behind and i've just listened to the don't say gay episode uh this is from carol Hi, Carol. I was so impressed with your guest, Zander, as was I, Carol, as well as all of the great things he's doing. One side thing that made me think was when he described his response to his principal saying that it wasn't appropriate for him to be his true self in his speech to the school at graduation. He described how upset and affronted he was at being told that. At first, I was surprised at his response because I was thinking about myself at his age. My own internal monologue would have been telling me to keep the gay thing quiet in that situation. And there's no way that I would have had an open conversation with a teacher in the late 90s where they would have started out by saying, Who you are is valid and you're great even before the but. Totally, God. I mean, that just, it was not the way, Carol. Sorry, a bit of wind. I mean, as in the wind is blowing, not I have wind. Um, I would tell you either. I'd be honest. So that's what gives me so much hope that for Gen Z, their default position is to be their true selves in all situations. And if anyone has a problem with that, that's the other person's problem. So true, isn't it, Carol? Like, everyone hopefully can be their true self, not everyone conform to an idea of what a man or a woman is, or anything in between, you know. It's encouraging to see. So much work to be done, but it is encouraging to see. I'm going to continue to work on making that my mantra says carol keep up the good work thank you so much carol that's a lovely email and thank you so much for listening and happy birthday to everybody us now there's a big patch of my grass that's been burnt away and i think someone's got rid of some hot water on there and it's killed my grass i'll have to get the grass seed out um anyway should we go and have a listen to our chat with jesse now here's my wonderful chat at home with jesse where having a good old gas. And why, why has she got a pint of milk? Let's find out.
2: I can't believe I'm drinking a glass of milk whilst I'm having my interview. Here. And a biscuit. i shit too much. This
1: is like a 90s uh, American <laughs> get milk affair. I would also say that there's only room for one gay diva in this interview but I was instructed ahead of this uh if Lenny's there get a picture with her oh my god can you believe that well listen
2: when I played Mighty Hoopla it was oh, a big moment for me and I brought my kids and my mum of course because uh, actually it's local as well down the road oh uh, yeah and I was in my dressing room in Glyn like the sink the pink Mighty Hoopla
1: yeah who's coming on the podcast in a few weeks oh fab yeah
2: Glen runs in. Jessie, where's Lenny? I went. <laughs> She's just behind me. Glen, Lenny, get us some whispering anus. Um, got, a, got a whispering angel straight away. He went, darling, what do you want? She went, got any whispering angel? He went, get us some whispering anus.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: And she, he just knew that's what the diva needed. So it's I felt whispering insignificant.
1: Really <laughs> Is Whispering Anus the gay's nickname for Whispering Anus? Apparently. Angel,
2: yeah? Well, that's what Glynn shouted. So much
1: queer culture I've missed. Um,
2: <laughs> I, can only, I can only believe that that is what... Oh, or it's just what Glynn says.
1: I mean, it's very Glenn. Yeah, it's quite Glenn. Just talk to me first about why you're drinking a pint of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and having a macaroon.
2: I'm having... Because uh, it's bad. Just
1: make note that I wasn't offered a macaroon.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I'm drinking two glasses of milk to see if I'm lactose intolerant. So this could go one way, or it could go the other. <laughs>
1: what a time Literally. to be alive! Why are you doing this mid-interview? <laughs>
2: because I've been doing it for about a month. Where right. you, I'm in, i This is the process of reintroduction, um, and today is lactose.
1: And you're trying to work out if what you're intolerant of. Yeah. In order to work out help the old out. tongue. <laughs> the old tamaroo. Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing
2: I... whether this milk... This is not diva behaviour that I should be talking <laughs> about. Okay. Forget it.
1: Speaking of divas, going back to... Lenny. Lenny. What is it like... No, I want to go back. Because I think it's important to explain. We have known each other since we were children, mm. which is really fucking weird. Yes, Because we met on holiday when I was nine and you were seven. Yeah. Your mum has always been someone who everybody adored, Mm. like, and I think the reason we all know each other is because your mum started talking to my parents, so...
2: I think my mum was single at that point, was she? Yeah, so...
1: She'd just become single.
2: And your parents were so... (laughs) Looking for a third. (laughs) 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 Oh, Frankie. Um, um, Yeah, your parents were so kind to mum, and... Skopelos, the island that we go to, is, you know, this place that is it, always been incredibly welcoming. So, yeah, when my mum came back to the island without my dad um, and with the, us three, you know, yes. you were like, you were our family, really. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, so Lenny's always been this thing. You know, I've known her since I was a kid. And then and then I see, you know, people chanting her name at Mighty Hoopla. And this is like I know. a mum. But but what is it like for you? To work with your mum. Because that's a really unusual business to be in. And it's actually quite old-fashioned, which I love. It's like running the corner shop together. Do you know what I mean?
2: It's hysterical. It's absurd. In some way, I think mum and I could run a corner shop and be pretty bloody good at it. We're quite a team. We always have been. Yeah. For my mum and I to be now like business partners is bizarre. Mm. And I don't agree with her on everything. (laughs) And she doesn't agree with me. Mm. However... I think we respect each other enough that we still listen. And I, I do love being with her. We're quite codependent, I've decided. Right. I mean, you know, if we're not doing the po- podcast, you know, she's babysitting the kids tonight because mm. I'm going to Felix White from Maccabees' new bands gig, oh. which is really nice. Amazing. So she's coming. We're talking about what's happening for the dinner. And it's very normal. She's been grandma today. Yeah. But then in a minute, she'll probably call me about a guest that we're potentially going to get for the podcast that she doesn't want <laughs> and I want. Yeah. And we'll have to navigate that.
1: Which Love Island contestant is oh she God, not I'm not even watching it this year. Me neither.
2: And I was re- and apparently it's like the best one this year.
1: Hey, so I fucking love the new single. Thanks. This is like, I sound like Zane Lowe now. But I really do. And where has this all come from? As in like, it it's, it feels like a continuation, but just it's, tell me a bit about um,
2: it. It's come from feeling really good about the play. And I, it's hard as a British person to celebrate when you're having a nice time. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. But I feel like I've got lots to celebrate. And I haven't always celebrated. I've, for the majority of my music career, I've apologized and felt like an imposter. Yes. It took last album to really make me feel like I knew what I was doing. You know, I AR'd it myself, I mm. kept everybody away. And it was a big success. Um, I protected myself with the people that I worked with and the decisions that I made. And it paid off. Mm. Now, I could all go to shit this time. Don't get me (laughs) wrong. But um, yeah, the new single, it kind of came out of nowhere. So I did it with Stuart Price. Now, I've never had so many comments about a producer that I'm working with as Stuart Price. I don't know if you know about Stuart Price. No, I don't. Okay, so Stuart Price produced...
1: First Whispering Anus, now this. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> so Stuart Price produced Confessions on the Dance Floor oh my god I
1: didn't know the this the Madonna ra- yeah, record yeah I do know who Madonna is There oh, is a- that, that,
2: that lady <laughs> called Ma- Madonna um, there
1: is some knowledge in him so
2: here. he produced that now it's a great record and so I think that's potentially why and also it was a disco record right yes was, you know had you know the ab a bit hung up all yeah. of that yeah so I think they're kind of hoping it's a banger and I I think it's a bit of a banger, but it was a song that we did after we'd done this amazing R&B song that will be on the record that I love. Mm. And he said, can I just play this beat? And I was like, firstly, I was like, I think it's a bit too housey for the, the direction that I'm going in. Right. Which is a little bit more kind of earth, wind and fire, mini Ripperton. Mm. And I kind of was like, you know what? I'm in the room with Stuart Price. We've had a really nice day. And it was a blind date. We hadn't worked together before. It was with my friend Coffee, who I write lots of my stuff with. Mm. And you don't usually write two songs in a day. That doesn't usually right. Really happen, right? So we have done this first one. He went, can I just play you that track again? And I went, yeah, sure. And then it just came out. And we wrote it in like half an hour. And it was wow. just one that just came. It was effortless. It was fun. And I looked at Coffee. Because I'd never worked with Stuart Price. And he's a huge, huge producer. You know, mm. Madonna, The Killers, Kylie. Um, He's done the new Romy record. He is... Really amazing, and I am terrified of super producers, what they're called. But he was just this lovely bloke, and I, I looked at Coffee when we finished the song, and I looked at him, and he looked at me with this knowing look. Now mm. I wrote with Coffee on the last record, a song called "The Kill," and oh, um, yeah, and yeah. Mirage Don't Stop, and he's done a load of the Doer stuff. Like he's he's amazing. He's a great friend, and I looked at him, and he was like, "This is fucking fire." Mm. We had to go out and have a drink to celebrate. He was like, oh. "This is." fire and it wasn't because we were trying to do it for anything we were just doing a song and it was really fun I love it Mm. I love the sentiment Free yourself it's it's about having no inhibitions being proud of who you are freeing yourself feeling Mm. good and I think maybe that felt good for me because I'd just come off the back of starting and then stopping a tour and really seeing my crowd and having fun with them and putting all this effort into the show, which was choreographed, that was a very different show to the usual show and just having such an amazing reaction. So, yeah, it was a song that wasn't really, I I didn't think, I thought potentially it was too close to What's Your Pleasure, but then it just stood out like this brilliant sore thumb and I love it. So it had to go first. I've always had quite a strong queer community mm. that have been at my shows. Right. And I've always known that. And it really got to the point on that end of the last record. I just was like, I'm doing these songs and you were there for me. And But I need to give you some tempo. You need to, you need a fucking beat. <laughs> I know that. You know that. Bless you for being so fucking loyal. But yeah. you need a beat. Yeah. So what's your pleasure? I was like, right, let's give them a beat. Interesting. And. And then it kind of went like wildfire. Yeah, and that was amazing.
1: But then, I, I feel like when you first started, it was I mean, one. It was a different time, you know. I don't even Ten think years you. Ago, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have said queer fans then. No, but you were definitely. Um, uh, well, it's up to you whether you agree with this because it's your music. But like, it was more like. That Kind of pitchfork, yeah. pitchfork straight white man actually was yes. like, yes. yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. She's cool. yeah, 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 she's cool, yeah, she's cool, totally, which is very, um, I don't know, like it's very gate, it's quite a like, gatekeeper. Jesse just having some milk, um, oh, sorry, sorry <laughs> and, for
0: that ASMR, <laughs> oh god,
1: literally, oh, uh, disgusting li- <laughs>
2: drinking fucking milk,
1: Ugh. um. How does a mother of three from South London become the anointed queen of queer pop? Look,
2: you tell me, Chrissy. Um, I, I don't think I'm a queen yet. I'd like. I feel like I'm in kind of Lady Duchess world.
1: Yeah, and I'm happy. You're the. um, I don't think who that would be.
2: I'm Sarah (laughs) Fox.
1: Oh my god, that could have been the album cover. Someone sucking your (laughs) toes.
2: <laughs> What's your pleasure?
1: Yeah, well, you did ask.
2: <laughs> oh God, um, I don't know how this has happened, but I, I think my mother's played a bit of a role in this too. We kind interesting. of interesting. We've become a bit of a package deal.
1: Well, your mother's very camp.
2: Do you? Is she,
1: Jesse? What are you talking about? Okay, this is hysterical. Really? You don't find your mother camp.
0: She, she walks into a
1: room her. and goes, oh, "Darling, I mean that's oh, yeah. camp, you know." It, I
2: guess, yeah, you're right.
1: She's and also she's high drama. That's camp. H- yes, like and yes, she, yes. and she, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's
2: fucking camp. Wow, <laughs> Penny's dropped.
1: But you're not. But you're not camp. I'm not. You're not camp. I'm not. So it's speaking to people on some level, you know. And and I think like I sort of want to delineate between the fact of like you didn't set out to do that. Oh no, 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 no. I
2: did not set out to exactly. do that. In the sense that yeah, no, there was nothing orchestrated. I mean no. that for example, mm. I'm going out tomorrow. Yeah. Now when we're talking, you've heard the single, right? But the yes. single's out on Tuesday, but when this comes out
1: It will have been out. It will have been a out. Week.
2: Right. On Friday night, my friend Jamie, he he told me about this great night, Josh Cole does.
1: Oh, but mitzvah. No,
2: not but mitzvah, oh. Hardcock Life.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah
2: queer hip-hop night. Yes. Heart, 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 love it. So I said, he says, so good, you got to go. And I really want to go to Bat Mitzvah. Yes. But that's not till December. So I was like, right, girls, we're going out um, for a night. So my two girlfriends are coming. My friends, um, my dancers and, and my my backing singer from uh, my, my crew are coming. My hairdresser's coming. There's a gaggle of us going. Great, right. My brother's going. And we're all going for this night. Now, I get a text, a voice note from Jodie Harsh, who we love. I don't know, has Jodie been on this? Yes. So Jodie supported me on tour um, for my UK run, Thoughts Your Pleasure. And Jodie's heard the song. And Jodie said, babe, tell me to shut up, but it's Felix's birthday, first birthday tomorrow. Um, No, on Friday. Um, I've just got this image of you coming on the stage and pressing play for for yourself (sighs) and everyone going wild. Just tell me if you fancy it. I know you're already going to hard cock life. <laughs> so just let me know. And I went, babe, I'm so touched. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I said, what time are you thinking? 2.30? I said, I'm going to be in bed by
1: 3.30. Yeah, it's good to say.
2: Make it 1.15 and then there. So what set out to just be us going out for a dance. I'm yeah. now going to feel it, which is a really big queer night. The biggest
1: night, queer night. For the their moment. first
2: birthday to play Free Yourself. Wow. And I feel very honored but I was like I don't want it to look like I'm doing like a promo run for, Yeah. like like quick, a bi- you know? like
1: you know when you're on Big Brother and you'd like go and do a PA. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> a G.O.Y. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I love a G.O.Y. PA, but yeah, yeah, I don't want it to feel like it's it, it wasn't
0: yes. supposed
2: to be it, it this has all happened yeah. and it's lovely. Yeah. And then it's just so funny and um, because Jody sent me Jodie was like it's like when Madge went to Miss Shapes I think it's called Miss Shapes in oh. NYC and played Hung Up
1: wow did she um, drink milk?
2: <laughs> I don't know did you just get a milk burp hold on a minute um, you know about milk burps with your daughter don't you Yeah, hell yeah. Don't right. so this is oh, what yeah. so, so the, um... Jody Harsh I'm showing Chris something okay so she sends me this thing from oh. an article Madonna behind the decks who's with her? Stuart Price oh
1: my god
2: you know, when you're like, that's kind of mad, kind of brilliant. I now don't want people to think that I'm trying to like... Because I didn't know about that.
1: So are you going to make Paul Stewart get out of bed at one in the morning as well?
2: Paul Stewart's not, but i text him and bless him, he's done an extended mix. Because <laughs> oh, he's so excited. Oh, well, that's so lovely. And I was like, dude, I've just been sent this picture of you at like a New York club.
1: I love that. Playing
2: it out. And he was just like, this is hysterical. Yeah. So anyway, it's kind of weirdly serendipitous, but yeah. also just... Yeah, to answer your question in a very long-winded way. No, I didn't set out. Yeah. But I am fully appreciative yes. of the following that I have.
1: But I was thinking about it on the tube on the way here because f- from the very first time you ever released music, like, it spoke to me and I loved it. And I think that that was fucking lucky. Because <laughs> otherwise it'd be like, Awkward. That was that, didn't really think about it too much, other than love all your music and feel like you're doing something that I wish other people I want I wanted and it wasn't there. But but then I was thinking about the history of how gay men Gay men love divas, right? Let's mm. just say that as a broad brushstroke thing, mm. which is probably problematic, so I'm apologi- I apologise already. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com for your complaint. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and you're not that. Like, you're not... a You don't come across, like, this broken diva. Like, no. that's the thing that I... And I was like, what is it's it? boring, yeah. <laughs> but you don't... It's not even like you're trying to hide it. You're like, no. I ain't getting out of bed. No. Get put it at but I, and But then I was thinking about the history of, like, gay men... Uh, there's this whole theory about why gay men love female characters in Hollywood, like 80s, 90s, 70s, 80s, 90s, is that lots of the writers in Hollywood were gay and they would speak through the female characters. So they would have loads of sass and like all of this. Yeah. It was actually that's, that's how they could put gay men on screen without them being picked out. Yeah. And I've always loved that theory because I can just totally see it, mm. you know, like mean girls or whatever you can relate to. Mm. And and I think we love divas and I'm speaking as a gay man because that's the only thing I am but I'm not saying that's the limit of your appeal but I'm just giving my version is like you're drawn to divas because they epitomise a femininity that you're not allowed to occupy elsewhere
0: Uh,
1: and that high camp and glamour is something that you've tried to like really brush away from yourself or like well brush away would probably be too soft a term to hide and Mm. exorcise Mm -hmm. you know uh, and then What's Your Pleasure comes out, which was, you know, that spotlight video, the whole thing is like, oh my God, it's like a gay explosion in in the classiest possible way, by the way. But I wondered if it's because, and I literally thought this on the tube so it could be nothing, is that that is almost you.
2: Yeah, the other way around. Exercising
1: yeah. a version of yourself. Yes, totally. Because you're it's not been, that.
2: It's been my armour and my protection mm. to... You know, initially at the beginning, you know, you look at like the running video, I've got a fur stole. I actually fell down the fucking steps in the first shot, but whatever. (laughs) I had a fucking sprained ankle. Cool. Um, I had this um, hair that was like a double bun that we'd done as a thing, you know, which was done by a wonderful hairstylist called Adrian. Gay. And. You know, we... It's
1: a double bun. of yeah, <laughs> no kind need to of, say. No,
2: maybe we don't need <laughs> to say. Of course was good. Fine. Um, <laughs> But, you know, everything I wanted... I was looking at people like Sade and yeah. Annie Lennox and, you know, Shaka Khan and this kind of sophistication and glamour. Mm. But not... I wanted it to feel, like, timeless. Yeah. Um, so I've always tried to do that with all my clothes and also used clothes and makeup to make me feel... More fierce and more confident and more empowered. And so singing, actually, I was quite terrified of. And I felt very lucky that people were so enthusiastic for me singing because actually I was not the most comfortable on stage. I was more comfortable when I was chatting in between. And I think that's potentially what people enjoyed too. This kind of Ricky Lake moment that I do (laughs) in between. Yes. Scylla... Ricky. Yeah. Um where I went from being this kind of it that there, mm. there, there was a h- human was kind of goofball side, yeah.
1: Shady for the songs, Cilla yeah. The
2: <laughs> I was trying <laughs> to <laughs> do a lot of things on that stage and terrified. Um but yeah. yeah, I think definitely I I used this kind of character, I say. Yes. Um to be able to kind of get through the show. And but now it's different because now I feel completely at home there, and I look forward to yeah. my crew that I'm watching in front of me having the best time ever. I mean, it's it's my fans have always been really good fun. Yeah, I'd go for a drink with pretty much all of you. Oh, lovely. Bar um, and we have. If you want to go
1: for a drink with it's hello at home.
2: <laughs> um, she needs to be in bed Table, by Manny. eight. <laughs>
1: That's the end of part one of a lovely chat with Jessie. As you can probably tell, I'm having fun. But most importantly, are you having fun listening to it? If you are, go and listen to part two. It's on the feed, everybody.